0: I don't know how to ask this exactly, but I'll just kind of go for it. Who's the best ping pong player between the three of us? We'll go that route. Oh, wow. We have a little bit of a a healthy competition here when it comes to ping pong. We'll just go ahead and say Ellie's the worst one. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? (laughs) I'll I'll agree with that. Welcome to Footnotes, a behind the scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footlo Church in Glendora, California. All right, hey, well, welcome back to our Footnotes podcast. It is good to be back in the podcast seat and um, here with my friends, Daniel and Ellie.
1: Woo-hoo. Hey. What's up, guys? Hey, hey. it's
0: uh, good to hang with you guys today. Usually, uh, Ellie, anyway, is in the room, by the way, every week um, helping out with this podcast, but uh, she is in the interviewee seat this week so good to have you here
1: yeah look at you thanks
0: really moving up in the world yeah or moving over you were sitting there and now you moved over yeah Yeah. so daniel's gonna talk a lot in between (laughs) it's good (laughs) i I love it I um so hey uh it's it's funny the three of us are actually kind of in a bit of a transition time right now as far as work and life and all that stuff and so part of today's podcast is really just um kind of uh, fleshing out some of that um talking about uh, the, the king's church specifically uh, church planning as we've been talking about that the, few, the last few weeks and so thought i'd have daniel and ellie on because daniel and ellie are coming with us to the king's church uh, launching in august and um to planet a church so really exciting
1: yeah yeah crazy
0: it is crazy yeah so currently daniel is our connections minister um been at foothill for over five years will be six six in june six in june yeah and then um, ellie has been a uh, spiritual formation mm-hmm. assistant uh, for about two years now is that right
1: just over a year and a half just over a year mm-hmm. and a half so, yeah, I'm not very good feels like two
0: um yeah so but hey I've, I've been gone for for a minute um this last two months have been a, a really great time um
1: tell me more Stephen. where have you been
0: thanks ellie i'd <laughs> love to answer that question <laughs> so the last two months we've actually been on sabbatical um it's something that it's been interesting as i've talked to folks through just in life, just catching up with people, family. It always takes a little bit of explanation as to like what a sabbatical. And so let me just kind of share that before we jump in. Sabbatical is, is really just a time of extended Sabbath. And it's it's something that uh, Foothill as a, a really generous benefit to ministers and pastors. Um, every seven years, we get um, some time off, some extended time off to be able to spend time with family and to to rest and to and to really kind of get back into some some really good, healthy rhythms of of rest. And so, um, you know, honestly, one of the things that I've just realized and been convicted of in the last few years is I just don't take very much time off. And I know in American culture, that's something that we will oftentimes kind of hold as a badge of honor. Um, it's like, I'm so busy. I don't take any time off. And, and I think even myself, I, I've probably fallen into that trap a little bit. But um, just looking at just the time that the PTO that I've spent, for example, it's like, wow, that's, that's not, not only is that just being a batch steward of that resource, it's it's really stealing time from my family as well. And so I just felt like this time of sabbatical has been really sweet to be able to connect with my family. And so I'm just really, let me just say publicly, I'm really grateful to, to Chris and the elders and and uh, for that time off to be able to um, get away. And, and in the meantime, so uh, month one, January, was was really restful in many ways. Um, in February, we we moved. Uh, from Glendora to Ontario Ranch and so just kind of even as a bit of a an update for many of you who've given who've been praying towards that uh, The Lord has been generous and good and, and helped us uh, get out to Ontario Ranch uh, So we're now living in South Ontario below the 60 and uh, living that commuting life So it's been good. You guys have both been over, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. For a second. Yes. Daniel came over and helped us move Ellie mm-hmm. was busy that weekend Oh. And I was uh, out of
1: town for the record
0: yeah, out of town Conveniently. all good, so looking forward to having uh you and your families over um often often and and very soon too Ellies family too, yeah, L.S. I'm excited to have my family over too. <laughs> <soon>. Ellie's <laughs> family too cool all right, well, hey, uh one of the things that we've been talking about the last few weeks on this podcast is kind of just highlighting church planners, and um mm-hmm. you know it's ironic because I am a church planner, and so this mm-hmm. is one of these things where I wanted to really bring in the team and and really hear from you all about your experience so far at church planting. And I'm sure some of you have had um, just varied experiences with just the idea of planting. Uh, Daniel used to be a part of a plant um, early in his ministry career. And so let's jump in. But first, remind me who you are. It's been a while, so I don't know who's who. And you can give me some of your details (laughs) a little bit. So Daniel, tell us a little bit about your background, family, uh, current job and future job yeah. at the King's Church too.
2: Yeah. So Daniel Kaylor, uh, married to the beautiful Emily. Uh, I am known to just call her wife uh, around Foothill. But uh, we have uh, Ezra turning six. Wait, just to be clear, you yeah.
0: call her my you call her my, my wife. wife, not wife. My. my it sounds wife. a little bit barbaric. My, like, like wife. Where are you, <laughs> wife? <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, my wife. Yes. But yeah, we have an Ezra, uh, a little boy. He's six. Uh, we have a little tiny girl, Adeline. She's just turned four a couple of days ago. We actually had a privilege to go to Disneyland, which is really oh, fun right. for her. Big Minnie Mouse fan. How,
0: how was that, by the way? It was. I forgot to talk to you t- about that. Totally Let's different. talk about it now.
2: Totally different. Yeah, this is a great place to do it. But it's just <laughs> oh totally God. different. Okay, we're going to actually we'll have to revisit that in a minute. i really good at doing that voice. Um, so. it, it was, it's totally different from how I used to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Usually it's like waiting long lines, going on some really cool roller coasters and watch some really cool shows it's literally all about characters and dancing at the disney junior okay. dance house yeah. and but um living it through their eyes that, that was worth it that's awesome. uh, I, I don't mind going on rise of the resistance let's go on this yeah uh, you know little tiny floating balloon ride mm. that they're just uh so th- uh, excited about but also for our littlest uh, member of the family uh, riley uh, she's two years old. Thank goodness. She's two. Cause that was a free ticket. Um, so, but just having her see it all, uh, for the first time, it was amazing to see her, her eyes light up on Mickey Mouse and uh, Minnie Mouse goofy walking by. So that was really cool to go to. But That's cool. yeah, my current role here is actually the connections minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have the privilege to go into TKC as the family minister, which is uh, such a blessing for, for myself and my family.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And Ellie, how about you? What stage of life you're in and Tell us about your work a little bit.
1: Yeah, so I am, I guess you didn't say a recent grad. I finished my master's uh, about almost two years ago, I guess a year and a half ago um, in leadership at APU, did my undergrad there as well. i um, been working at Foothill for a year and a half yeah. and I have been helping out our spatial formation team with event planning, project management, really just trying to mobilize the people on our team to be able to do their job well and organized. Um, and then at the King's church, I'll get to do, um, anything r- pertaining community life groups and guest services. So mm-hmm. a little bit of everything in that.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. Grouping. It's a little bit of a role switch for you because that's actually yeah. Daniel's role now a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I, I, I've just really loved seeing the Lord put this team together is how I feel like all of us are going to complement one another mm-hmm. and be able to help each other out in many ways. Hey, well, one of the things that I just want to just drill on a a bit is kind of the why. You know, I I think that there's a lot to do in regards to planning a church. And I think that's something that oftentimes gets probably too much um, kind of radio time in some Mm. ways is uh, people often ask me even like, hey, so what's the new with the church? Like, what Mm. are you guys doing? What's been the latest update? How much money have you raised? Who are you Mm. talking to? It's a lot of like the... The, to do stuff. And I, I would love to hear more about the why from mm-hmm. you two in regards to, like, like how did this kind of start in your heart to say yes to something like this? Then why, why join a church plant team um, in this stage of your life? You know, um, you guys have jobs. Mm-hmm. No one's kicking you by the photo church. Um, it's really just a, a joy to be work here, honestly, in many yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we all love Foothill. Mm-hmm. Why are we leaving? Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. are we doing this? Shoot. Good question. Good question.
1: I think over time, I mean, it's been a a slow burner for me. I never in my mind would I have said, you know, right out of grad school, I'm going to go plant a church. Mm. However, I think looking back on my life, I've seen the Lord kind of slowly begin to plant and to harvest that idea in my mind. In high school, I went to a summer camp. They were raising money for church planting in Canada. It was the first time of my life that I realized that, oh, we don't have enough churches. Mm. I just thought, you know. Everyone had a church and there was enough. Um, But then, you know, fast forward. We are planting story and echo at Foothill Church and seeing that process. I I wasn't directly um, in relationship with Travis or JD, but seeing um, just the way that they had kind of adopted this mentality of like going out and being sent into communities that are just down the road from us and that they need the gospel too, um, it just really stirred my heart. I remember not really knowing what to do with that information. Fast forward maybe two more years, you sit me down and you're saying, Ellie, Katie and I are going to go plant church. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was in the stage of my life where I was finishing school, I was finishing my athletic career. I was at a point where I was like, like what am I going to do with my life now yeah. that all these things I've been doing for my whole life have are coming to a, a close. Mm-hmm. And so I remember just sitting there and being very overwhelmed, um, but in a way that I knew like the spirit was kind of starting to move in my heart and um i was like okay i'm gonna pray about this so i probably spent two weeks praying and talking to a wise counsel and just considering like what what do you have for my life lord and it kind of came down to uh it's clear that the the lord has called us to to go and make disciples and it doesn't mean that we have to go you know abroad doesn't mean that we have to um go super far we can go down the street to ontario Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i also was like okay where am i at in my life you know i'm I'm in a stage where I can go do things like that. I'm not bringing a whole family with me. Um, I don't have a bunch of ties anywhere. And so it was kind of a a culmination of me realizing that this is what God has called us to do and look at the freedom that I have and the agency. I have in this point in my life. Why not do that? Why not? Um, And yeah, there's risks that come with that. But at the end of the day, it's like, can I say yes to the Lord? Knowing Mm. that all details weren't hashed out in that moment when I said yes. Um, but just trusting the Lord was going to be faithful like he has in the past. Mm.
0: That's great. That's great. I I think that, you know, one thing you just said that I really resonate with, it's funny because I do have a family. I do have, you know, a quote-unquote career, blah, 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 but it's like, the whole idea of why not, I think it's a muscle that we have to exercise kind of saying that in Mm -hmm. in many ways, like saying why not because why not really just like, it kind of points to this notion of like, hey, I've counted the costs. It's like, I've understood that this is what it would take to do this this new venture, and if the Lord is calling us and He's going to provide for us, then yeah, why not? Why wouldn't Mm -hmm, I do that? mm -hmm. And so, in many ways, I resonate with that same thing. I'm in a very different stage of life with you, but than you. But um, Kate and I found ourselves also kind of saying that it's like, why why not? Like, why wouldn't we do this when it's been very clear that the Lord has called us to it? Um, So that's really exciting, Ellie. I really appreciate your one willingness to say yes to that. Um, but two I, I really do think that nowadays there are many people in their mid twenties who mm-hmm. have these questions about what should I do? yeah, mm-hmm. and oftentimes um what i what I love about your testimony just as we 're kind of like' we 're kind of living this real time your sure. testimony is has been like you 're saying yes in small ways to what 's been put in front of you and yeah. mm-hmm. um, doesn 't mean you 'll do this forever. Uh, I hope you do it for a long time, but at the same time it 's like it's about being obedient to small things. Yeah, mm, totally, so, yeah.
1: totally. It's good.
0: Daniel, how about you, man? Where are you, uh, where you been at the last ten years, as far as the church planning question goes, and mm-hmm. why do you feel like, for you and Emily, this is the time to to pull the trigger on this?
2: Yeah, I think there's some similarities between La Nice story when it comes down to, um, <clears throat> just understanding Scripture when it talks about going, and I think when you kind of. Uh, Unraveled the news to the mm-hmm. staff at one of our like restores that we have right. um saying that you're going and uh, I think there was a, uh, a Question or maybe even a call that chris gave like if any of us want to go. Yeah Um, I heard that and I asked the lord like why not me? So I kind of ventured into uh, let's figure this out, uh, Lord. If this is something I need to do, so this actually worked really well with two things that I knew that the Lord wanted me to work on. One of it, one of them is specifically to minister to my family more. Mm. Uh, my parents, my brother, um, even my um, my wife. Uh, parents, they live in Chino, just literally a couple miles away from Ontario Ranch. Um, and I, I felt like Glendora was a a little far um, for them to stay consistent going to church. And I, I know that they deeply need that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my, my mom will drive down to watch our kids uh, whenever we need them, but right. she doesn't have that same desire to go to church. So, um, and, and I've always, always been pushing um, away from the fact that I, I, I want someone to be sent to minister to them. But it's been years. It's been probably like over 10 years since I've been a Christian um, asking God to save them. Um, and I think he's finally telling me that I'm that mouthpiece. Mm. So um, it's, it's crazy. And I'm going to um, choke up for because of God's grace. But he literally uh, delivered to me this week a, a house that is one minute walking distance from them. Wow. And it's literally... Yeah. I think he's I think he's screaming like I want you to be that mouthpiece. Um, But also um, two miles away uh, from Ontario Ranch, literally a six minute drive to your front door, Stephen. So um, you better get to barbecuing. Uh, I want to come over a lot. Um, But anyway, (laughs) that that call to go was um, was really evident to me because I I feel like um, he wanted me to minister to my family. There was a clear. Expectation that Christians should go and make disciples. Um, and w- what a blessing it is to um, Foothill to be sending out the King's Church. Uh, church plants are definitely needed. I think there should be a lot more planted on Terra Ranch because Ontario Ranch is going <laughs> to blow up in the yeah, next 10 years. It's growing a lot for sure. Um, but I think for myself, what was h- h- helpful for me with church planning is that that's where I was saved. I was saved in a church plant. Um, there was a church plant available for me to go into to hear the gospel and to radically change my life. Um, so I have a, I have a fond love of church plants. Um, Mm. I think that, uh, they're definitely needed. I think for, I think the Lord planted that really early mm-hmm. uh, and you watered it uh, like crazy with saying Ontario Ranch mm-hmm. and knowing that it was just miles away from what the Lord was telling me to, mm-hmm. to Continue to work on and it was a clear yes from I don't know how, when he'd said yes within a week or two yeah. um, But th- there was that confusion that sets in like no way. are Are you kidding me? Like I just moved to a new house yeah. this year.
0: That was not that convenient for you. And
2: yeah. I just, you know, started this Connections miniature role a couple of years and I'm really loving it. I'm connecting yeah. with a lot of people and I'm an, I'm an extrovert, so this is, has been a really cool role. Um, you know, Minsa Sopris Group Growth Group. I'm really connecting and growing and my family is really established here as well with Foothill Christian uh, school. So, there's a lot of reasons to say no and like no, I think I'm deeply rooted here. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm going to say no to this one. But like Ellie says, it's like, um, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. It was really evident that people need the gospel down there. There's going to be tons of people that are going to be in need. And, um, I don't see many churches in Ontario ranch, um, that are Bible preaching that are deeply rooted in community. Um, and to hear you vocally say that I I wanted to be part of it. So I'm glad that I received that call to do that.
0: That's awesome, man. I'm I'm glad that you received that call too, Daniel. I think about just how much you've grown over the years, and I'm excited to see uh, the Lord put your skill set to work in lots of different ways in this context. I'm also just really excited too about you know Ellie already said it as far as the why not you've said it too, and I think like this idea of not having to go far to share the gospel is really at the heart of church plans in many ways. I I think about um, Mark five when jesus uh heals the the demon-possessed man and um mm-hmm. if you guys recall like there's this, this this man who's basically uh he's being possessed by a legion this this group of demons and jesus heals him and at the end of mark 5 um the man is so blown away by what jesus has done for him he says i'll follow you anywhere i'll go wherever you want to go and he, jesus tells him to go home Mm. and to tell mm. tell his his hometown about what god has done yeah. um in his life and so i just think about i think about you daniel and just like this ability to come home in many mm. ways to it's chino amazing. Ontario your ranch inland empire area yeah and um uh, the lord has done a lot of good in you and mm. he sustained you in many ways i'm just excited to see how um you'll be able to now share the gospel in all kinds of ways to to your friends and family growing up yeah um excited about that for sure um Let's, uh, let's talk about this. What do you? I, I think there's things that we are excited about, and I want to talk about that in a minute, but what are some of the things that maybe you're a little nervous about? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you've talked about some of those things already here and there, but um, maybe even in just kind of a sharing a prayer request kind of way, with prayerfulness, those listening to this podcast, what are things that you feel like, hey, Foothill Community, have our back in this way as as we're trying to sort through the waters of of getting ready to plan a church what do you what are you nervous about mm.
1: yeah i mean if you read any church planning article about things i wish i knew i knew before i planted a church mm. a lot of them talk about this feeling of lack of community and loneliness mm. you're going out you're establishing community for other people but how often are you actually finding that community for yourself and so i would say yeah. Like Foothill Church, like we are so blessed, like the community and the opportunities for growth and getting involved that we have here. And so I'm definitely aware that I'm leaving that and I'm definitely aware of um, the season that I'm heading into where I'm going to have to establish that in a new and a different way. And it's going to yeah. take time. And I know the Lord's going to provide, um, but I would say like, yeah, Foothill Church, I need your prayer in that to for the Lord to bring women to do life with and mm. potential roommates or whatever that could look like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, even just as we speak, too. Just as far as, uh, just for for y'all to be praying for Ellie too. Ellie still needs a place to live, right? Mm. and So mm-hmm. it needs either one roommates to jump in a house with, or like a back kind of grandmother's quarters kind of place to to live in. So mm. um, that's something that's still a question that we're we're confident the Lord will provide for that. Totally, but that's something that um, causes anxiety. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kayler?
2: Well, a lot like you in that term of uh, not having like rest established. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly suck with that because I have this "I can do it" attitude, and um, I, I just, as you probably have, uh, you know, seen, I'm got a little choked up by talking about how we can bring the gospel to the unreached. Um, like I, I, I feel like that is a motivation that just continues to allow me to go, 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 yeah. um, in 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 this area of work. Um, but I'm kind of leaving behind my family uh, in that uh, sometimes, um, not giving the the time and attention that I need to like you're, give to Like you're my,
0: prone to do that you mean? Yeah, you tend to do that? Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I tend to put a lot of time into yeah. work and and this is something that I, I praise the Lord that he allowed me to see early on when we were doing church planning at a different church. I, I put a lot of attention and time into uh, ministering at that church and I know that I, I should have um, put more time into um, Emily and the you know establishing that relationship and now I'm going into a church plant with you know, three little ducklings following me. Um, so it's like, um, I I really need to establish this time of rest so I can, um, you know, do my job well, but to actually do what I should be doing well. And that's my first ministry, which is my family. So establishing, uh, some rest in my schedule is definitely going to be needed. Um, so yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I think that I'm, well, I'm, I'm nervous about a lot of things, but, um, I, I think that. You know, to be honest, going into this role, there's the church planning aspect of it. So this is kind of like this entrepreneurial business starting kind of thing. And not to be crass using the word business, it's not a business, but it's we're starting something from the ground up. And I think whenever you do that, there's a risk involved. So financially, social capital, I was just even thinking about, I mean, to be completely honest, at some point I'll sit down in front of Facebook and I will type out some type of long, like longhand, like kind of note. Which I never do on Facebook, basically telling my people I went to high school with, like I'm planning a church in nearby Ontario, and like kind of just laying out the vision in a Mm -hmm. small way. And it's like that's vulnerable. That's yeah, you're totally like kind of putting yourself out on the line a little bit when you do that. And so, I think there's elements of that. I think there's elements of just like I I know that the Lord has equipped me with the time and experience here at Foothill, but Mm -hmm. you know I've never been a lead pastor before, and Mm -hmm. so just that the Lord would. Would it help and sustain me as I preach each week, as I uh, lead this team, mm-hmm. and and even just thinking about Daniel and his need to rest. It's like that's that's partly on me too, as your supervisor, and mm-hmm. just making sure that we are encouraging him to take that rest. So there's lots of things that I I need the Lord's help with for sure in the season, um, and um, and yeah, I mean, fortunately, um, his his arm is long and mm-hmm. he's strong and yeah, he, he can too. he can help us yeah. so. I'm not worried about it, but I certainly have some nervousness about certain things. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, flip side, what are you guys excited about? And this has already came out in some ways, but what are some things that you guys kind of can't wait
2: mm-hmm. uh, for? Yeah, I, I'm I'm literally excited about just the King Surge in general. I think. <laughs> all of it yeah well i I, okay specifically what are you excited about (laughs) i'm specifically excited that we're sending out the king's church that we're planning a church yeah i I think that's exciting Uh, like i said it's it's needed it's needed in that area um and it's given an opportunity not to get all mushy on this but it's given an opportunity for my family to find a home to to grow in uh to find a worshiping body to find community um to start you know um, you know, bearing fruit in this life. Uh, I think that's something that's really needed. But honestly, for myself to be a family minister, that's uh, mm-hmm. it's crazy full circle. It's what I started with uh, at my other church plant, um, and then coming here, uh, I see the Lord just matured the uh, heck out of me. Uh, I was about to say crap. We're, we're gonna say <laughs>
0: matured <laughs> the crap out of you. Uh, bleep! The Lord matured the crap out of me, and I really feel <laughs> that maturity right now. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> But I, yeah, the, I said it, you didn't say it. It's okay. Uh,
2: the Lord, yeah, definitely matured me a lot while I've been here oh. at Foothill church and, uh, grew me a lot. So, uh, I'm excited to use uh, the tools and the resources that he has given me yeah. while here. Um, and to literally go back into what I started with. Um, and I know that, um, hopefully I can do the job well, Stephen. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, also to do that with my children is one of the coolest parts. Yeah. It's like I'm doing family ministry and, Uh, I'm helping my kids grow in that as well, but uh, to resource other parents and to help them disciple their children as I disciple mine. Uh, It's a cool little journey. That's good. That's
1: good. I'm also so excited to plant a church, the King (laughs) Church specifically. general, yeah. (laughs) That was my answer. Um, But, no, more specifically, I think church planting and even – uh, in the process so far. It's just kind of turned my mind from being comfortable and being like a come and see church to be like, no, you really have to go and establish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to live missionally and all that you do. And so anytime I'm out in Ontario now, it, it has really changed my mind that each person is a potential person that you can invite into community and invite into a potential conversation about um, Jesus and so I'm excited for the challenge of living missionally I'm excited oh. to be taken out of um, Azusa and Glendora where I have been established in for the last six years of my life hmm. and to go and and say God like here I am again like establish me establish your church and um, teach me how to follow you in this place um, and love on these people and mm-hmm. get to know what you're doing here and join you in that
0: yeah that's good that's awesome. Yeah, I think I think for me, there's an element, I'm going to steal some from from both of you a bit, but I, I do, I, I found myself kind of thinking and saying this early on in the church planning process, but that the default for us as Christians always should be for us to move towards folks uh, without the gospel. Um, and, and that's something that I've always believed theoretically, um, as a believer, as a pastor here at Foothill, but I think, Ellie, you're right. It's like, it's kind of a little bit, it's hard. It's just not a critical statement whatsoever about Foothill or about large churches at all, Mm -hmm. but it's just easier. The default sometimes tends to be, hey, come to our church. Mm. It's just like, come and see what's happening. And I think what's really unique about a church plant is that all of us are on the hook on some level to go and tell yep. and, and to really share the gospel in a more of an active way. And I think that can happen, and it, has, it does happen here at Foothill for sure, um, but it's what, it's kind of a unique season for the three of us and our families to, mm-hmm. to say, hey, we're all doing this. I still remember telling my kids, like, hey, guys, we're going to live in this city. Mm. They're like, Why? It's like because they need the gospel. They need mm-hmm. Jesus. They need a yeah. church to be established there. There's lots of people moving from all over Southern California. And so, um, Daniel, like you said, I'm also excited to really model that type of ministry for my kids. And mm-hmm. I think about my my older kids especially and just these formative years that they're really thinking and kind of like working out their their Christian rhythms mm-hmm. and they're like, this is the kind of Christian I'll be. And I, I'm I'm praying that the Lord... Holds our family um, as we step out in this adventure uh, But but that they can see clearly through it even in in kind of real time that What it means to be a Christian it it means to to go to the culture and to enact change and to share the gospel Actively uh, not just simply wait for people to come to you. So Mm. um, Yeah, I'm experiencing that every day. I mean just you know, we moved into that new neighborhood um, let me see two weeks ago now and just every day I'm trying to, like, meet a new neighbor or, like, just try to mm. try to get um, a relationship started with someone. And the other day I pull along Owen and he's like, I'll meet him tomorrow. And it's like, no, let's just do it today. <laughs> so anyway, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm rambling a little bit, but I, I'm very excited about yeah. all those aspects too. Yeah, um, I,
2: I think yeah. I, on, on that point, uh, when the King Church is kind of laid out of my excitement, uh, I think it's also because you're going to be our lead pastor. Um, I think oh. I'm really excited for that um also just for the opportunity Thanks, for man. to to see you grow through it yeah, man. yeah um i i just can't wait to see what the lord yeah. is going to do all, honestly through all three of us yeah um yeah. i i can just see so many things happening um so many stories of just the, the gospel being proclaimed, these stories of these meetups with neighbors or coffee shops or, um, you know, going out and to tell people about who Jesus is and to, to come to our to church, to find community. Um, really excited about that and to do it with you guys. Yeah, Amen. absolutely. Man. Um,
0: so we've talked about Foothill a bit. One of the things that I, I love about Foothill is that it's really kind of home based for all of us. What are some things that maybe just, what's one thing sure. from Foothill, that as we kind of get our our toes dipped into a new kind of area of ministry, church planning, Ontario Ranch, Mm -hmm. Eastville area, um, what's one thing that you're excited to kind of take with you, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe culturally, maybe Mm -hmm. ministry philosophy-wise, from Foothill to this new church plant? Mm
1: -hmm. Something I've always appreciated about Foothill is that last part of our mission statement rooted in the gospel Hmm. I think it's evident in every area of the ministry at Foothill that the gospel is being preached that there's a streamline of biblical teaching in every aspect of the ministry and so that's what I'm excited about I'm excited to be able to take just this establishing in the gospel with us as we um, go and figure out what church looks like for the people of Ontario Ranch.
2: Yeah, I I think maybe it's because it's fresh on my mind, but it's something that Chris actually mentioned in his sermon just this last uh, this last Sunday. And it's by uh, not being tempted by the culture to be unfaithful to our God. Um, I think Foothill does that really well, Uh, specifically uh, Chris Lewis and our elders. I, I don't think they are being swayed at all or tempted by culture. They just want to be faithful to God. And to continue to preach a gospel and I know that's something I definitely want to carry over to the King's Church yeah. It's not be pushed anywhere from culture, but we're just going to be faithful to the God uh, That has given us everything that we that we have. Yeah, that's good
0: yeah, um, Ellie, you bring up the gospel earlier, and one of the things that we have been kind of reading together is Center Church by uh, Tim Keller. Mm-hmm. And w- maybe I'm stealing your thunder here, but one of the things that I love about Keller is that he really encourages Christians, and not just planters or pastors, but just Christians in general, to, to think about how the gospel rootedness really applies to all different kinds of areas of our life. And so um, just for those of you who are listening who has not heard or, or read um, this book, Center Church by Tim Keller, it's really kind of a, in many ways, kind of a college handbook on like how to engage culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and one of the things that I I love about it, just said it, but it's like, there are, there are different, there are different versions almost of the gospel. And I'm not saying that there's a false gospel and I'm not saying that it's more of like, there are different iterations of the gospel that need to be um, really dove into as we share that with different and diverse, diverse people. And, um, and so, yeah, as Ellie said, one of the things that's really important is that gospel um, um, kind of application being different for the people of Ontario Ranch versus Foothill, but it's the same gospel. Totally. It's the same right. gospel. Contextualized. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so speaking of Center Church and other books like that, um, what are some things, maybe what's a resource that you guys have been reading lately uh, other than the center church, or maybe it is center church, but maybe it's a sp- specific chapter. Um, what's something that you've been reading that's been helpful to you or a podcast or anything like that?
1: Yeah, we listened to a podcast, um, Acts 29 has a podcast and it's all about church planting and um, Sean Garman was on there and he um, did a, kind of like a reminder to church planters of like what's important mm-hmm, as so. you plant a church. And something he said that really stuck out to me was it's so easy to get lost in the how and the programming of church planting. But it's crucial that we don't forget to receive the gospel of grace. Um, And that stuck out to me because I think even now as we consider and we dream of like, what could the King's Church look like? Um, programming is always kind of on the forefront of our mind, yeah. mm-hmm. but we cannot forsake the, the gospel of grace that we are not the ones that are, are going to be doing the good work. Mm-hmm. It's that's the right. Lord that's establishing our steps. He's establishing our hands. Um, and so, uh, Sean Garnes really urges church planters to remain strong in relationship with Jesus. Because method- methodologies will come and go, mm-hmm. um, but your relationship with Jesus, the way in which you interact with the Lord on a daily basis is what's going to sustain you. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's what's going to sustain the ministry. Um, and if you forsake the way of Jesus and, and your attempt of church planting, like, you've missed the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always about God's glory. It's always about um, your relationship with the Lord. And that is what everything else flows out of.
0: That's
2: good. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Podcasts have been a huge help. X 29, The Send Network, they have been uh, really helpful with the church planning side. Um, but two books that I actually have been trying to uh, get through just for, um, you know, something personally is uh, this old book called <laughs> Gospel Treason was actually had been really helpful just to expose some maybe hidden idols that I may have. Um, just so Was that by? um, Remember? I don't know the author we'll open the show notes yeah no yeah problem. but the Gospel yeah. treason has been a, a really helpful uh, book just to expose certain idols that I may yeah. have um, because I, I think those are the worst idols are the ones that you don't know about <laughs> so uh, it's been helpful to kind of do that and I have the privilege of doing that actually with my men's group uh, that I meet with and um, just praying for one another and, and, and allowing that to, to help us. Um, but another book is um, I think it's called the Intentional Father. Um, how we can just raise our kids up in faith and courage Love that uh, book. In, in this time. <laughs> um, do you really? I'm just kidding. Have oh, you read it before? I've
1: never read it.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> didn't just like insert a lie in the middle. <laughs> okay. Good job, Ellie. But
2: no, it's it, it's honestly, it's been a, a phenomenal book. Um, but just thinking about my role in family ministry, um, I'm trying to do the best I can to uh, give the as many resources as, as I can to families. To disciple their children. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think it starts with me as a father, um, helping <clears throat> other fathers to raise uh, their kids with um, faith and courage in this world. Um, and also just to be uh, there for them. So I way. think it's really needed.
0: You want to raise my kids? You should raise my kids.
2: I don't mind playing like Plants vs. Zombies with them. Gonna, like That's all it takes. That's <laughs> how you raise kids,
0: just play <laughs> video games. Um, yeah, I think one I wouldn't call it a resource, but just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. That um, actually um, Ray Ortland talks about often uh, at his church, Emmanuel in in Tennessee. Uh, it's something that I've I've really kind of on onto because it's almost kind of anti church planning in many ways, but it's the it's the end goal of church planning. And so this is something we'll talk about in our core team meetings a bit in the next few months, but it is really becoming a church that has the goal of being like a 10 generation church. Mm. So like this idea of like, you're not just starting a church. You're not just kind of like, Hey, we're going to get this thing off the ground, you know, have a barbecue, have some bounce houses and stuff just to get this thing started. But it's really like, can we be a church with the Lord bless us with the years and the longevity and the Mm. faithfulness and the protection and the, and this environment where people are sanctified and discipled over years and years and years where like not just like my kids But my kids kids mm-hmm. and their kids and their kids and their kids like ten generations past where mm. we're around for like 150 years Yeah, and like that's like so wow. uh, uh, Powerful to me to think about like we're starting something that could could outlast all of us and it should outlast all yeah. of us yeah. in many yeah, ways. and so um, it's 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 church planning but it's really like this is like day one right like the idea of being a part of a church plan is really just kind of the start and um us being a a church that sustains the long the long go is is what i'm after for sure Mm.
1: totally that's so good especially in this culture where it's like celebrity pastors Mm. and it's a lot of people building their own kingdoms Mm. um how can we be a church that is about putting the name of jesus on the throne and not our own and and seeing that longevity through the years
0: For sure. For sure. Cool. Well, hey, um, last question as we wrap this up. Just a little Walker question. Um, uh, I don't know how to ask this exactly, but I'll just kind of go for it. Who do you guys... Who's the best ping pong player between the three of us? We'll go that route.
2: Oh, wow.
0: We have a little bit of a a healthy competition here when it comes to ping pong. We'll just go ahead and say Ellie's the worst one. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding (laughs) me? I'll I'll agree with that. What? (laughs) Ellie's probably... ellie always ends up on the winning team when it comes to doubles yeah. i feel like so. I, I i would
2: say this about ellie I'm offended. ellie is <laughs> actually really good at, at, ping, at pong. ping pong when but okay, that she's the that, third that's, best that that, that's that's when i'm on my like bad day she's really good okay. but if i'm on my a game she can't beat me i think so if
1: it's your bad day it's my good day is what yes, you're saying exactly oh okay yeah got
2: it but i have more good days than you okay uh steven i i don't know i think you're really good it's just you need more practice i don't practice enough daniel sometimes
1: we're gonna need to end this podcast right now and practice around
2: dude i I fold the table up and i just do a force gub. i'm just hitting it back and forth to myself you really no okay (laughs) you're just liars (laughs) (laughs) go to the king's church (laughs) All right, well,
0: we'll have to figure that out. Maybe next time we can sort out who's the best. But, uh, hey, guys, thanks for being here today. I'm just – one of the things I just want to end with is, like, is really this church plan idea. Having Ellie and Daniel here is very much um, kind of of a little bit of a way to even just say, like, hey, this is a team effort. Mm. We're – we're very much excited to, our family's excited to go plant a church and, and honestly, maybe like my face or my name gets put out there a little bit more often but Daniel and Ellie are so important to this process and I'm excited to have uh, you guys be on the team and you guys help out with this and i um, excited to see what the Lord will do with King's Church. Totally. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. All right. Well, we're out of time but thanks for joining us for our podcast footnotes. Be sure to subscribe and we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you.
2: I also think we're probably better than Bryce at ping pong. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there, Bryce. Thanks for doing this podcast for us.
0: Uh Oh, boy. (laughs)